We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to the week 15 DFS Roundup. My name is Alex Dunlap. I am the editor-in-chief at rosterwatch.com. I'm the host of Roster Watch on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio tonight, 7 to 9 Eastern. Tomorrow morning, the epic game day edition, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern, leading up to the Roto Grinders show. Here representing Roto Grinders, you know him, you love him. He is CJ Kaltenbach, the Siege. Siege, what's going on, brother? Honestly, I'm still taking victory laps from basketball last night, so uh, it's all good. <laughs> who did you have? Like, who, who uh, Chat was giving me the business for saying Karis LeVert was the worst play on the slate, and he went out there and put up, uh, I think, six DK points. Was he so, chalk? Why, oh, why, yeah. was, why was Karis LeVert chalk in the first place? Because Brooklyn was out like three guys, but they forgot that Nick Stauskas and Okafor were going to play and eat all the usage. I forgot so, Okafor went there. I haven't played, dude. I haven't played DFS uh, NBA since uh, since the Roosters late scratch. That was early in the week, right? Yeah, Gallo's late scratch. I mean, it just gets it gets me on tilt. DraftKings needs to find a way to fix that. Um, but we're not here to we're not here to talk NBA. Uh, we're here to talk NFL. This is the roundup show. As always, we're gonna have six clips from the different shows uh, of the week here on Roto Grinders. We'll go through them. Siege and I will. 
talk about them. We'll give our takes. At the end of the show, we'll be able to BS a little bit with one another. Hopefully, I'll continue winning some cash from C's, just like I did uh, the week before last. I wasn't able to uh, be here last week as well. I was welcoming my newest son into the world. Uh, thanks to um, Grant Niefer for filling in here on the show with C's and C's taking over hosting duties. But I will uh, tell Siege that uh, Josh McCown most definitely outscored Case Keenum in week 14, bringing me down to uh, six, uh, from six units down to five units. And you don't, trust me, you don't need to look it up. Josh McCown had an epic throbbing Ooh. monster. Was that the, was that the Jets week? Yeah. 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 Epic. Congratulations. I mean, you, fi- you finally beat me. Like, you, you finally earned one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, not, not one catch for one yard and a touchdown <laughs> wins. So Siege is up. Uh, I don't even remember what our bold calls were from that show. They were probably horrible. Um, but uh, yeah, so Siege uh, up five units on me at this time. We have a few weeks. We have three weeks left for me to get this thing back down to even. Uh, we will do that here after we get through some of these takes from some of the other great hosts on some of these great shows. Before we get into it, Siege, I want to just talk to you a little bit about the Saturday slate. Are you playing it? What's your, what's your thoughts? You said before the show that you're not getting much volume in on this one. No, I don't like. I I don't really like the two game slate. It's just I think I'd rather. It's one of those days I'd rather just kind of watch the games than kind of play the two game DFS slate. I have a fair amount of exposure to Keenan Allen over on draft, Um, so that's kind of where I got most of my exposure to this game. So really, not a game that I'm attacking too hard today. Um, But I I do like the Sunday slate. The more I think about it, there's a couple spots that I really like that are just going to go under owned. I kept assuming as the week went on that people would get on a couple of these spots and. You know, I pull up lineup HQ and I uh, I throw up the ownership projections and I see really quickly like now like still no one's on these spots, so we'll talk about them. Well, you always have a couple of de- you always have a couple of definitely contrarian, sometimes cockamamie ideas. So I'll be interested to hear what those are. I've been coming around to, a, to I've been kind of my focus has been narrowing in on a couple of players and a couple of situations myself. Uh, it started out with this week being really hard uh, just because there's no value, but I think that. I think that I'm starting to kind of narrow my focus a little bit, but we'll, we'll get into all that. Um, why don't uh, our producer Devin is back there behind the scenes being the star here, getting these clips up for us. Let's go ahead and throw to the first one. This comes from the, uh, the daily uh, fantasy OGs where they discuss uh, that's a notorious uh, head chopper and the beer makers fan. Um, this was a discussion that those three guys had about if you're going to be paying up this week, I mean, everybody wants to, it's, it's Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are back on the main slate. Everybody wants to use these guys. But they talked about if you have to just choose one, which one you would rather have. you, you got to pick one, <laughs> Bell or Brown. Who is it? And I know you can get both in lineups and in stacks. That's what you want to do. But if you have to prioritize one over the other, I think that's a, a question a lot of people have to ask themselves each and every week. Is it Bell? Is it Brown? Antonio, and uh, if I have to pick one, it's Antonio. And in that scenario, it's not even close because Bilicek has shown in the past that he's willing to let Antonio do whatever. And that's not going to beat him. He, but he, he wants to bottle up Le'Veon Bell. So I'll take Antonio. Derek, same question. If any, any wide receiver to play at least three games, Antonio Brown has the biggest uh, air yard percentage on his team. Very hard job. Very hard. Yeah, Bell. I play Bell on the road more. Brown more at home. All right, I'm with you guys. It's Brown for me, especially with the value at running back. We've talked about guys like Collins, Ajay. I think you can go cheap there. I'll load up on. 
All right, so there you have it from the Daily Fantasy OGs. Again, that's uh, Chris Prince, the beer makers fan, um, the head chopper and notorious there on that pod. It comes out uh, on the Roto Grinders uh, podcast feed, I believe, on Wednesday, maybe Tuesday nights or early Wednesday morning. So a, a cool early week pod there. Siege, uh, I mean, are you excited as everybody else is about um, AB and Le'Veon Bell being back on the back on the slate? How are you planning on attacking this game? Obviously, it's the highest over-under of the week. I believe it is the 20-minute hammer. Um, what are your thoughts on um, on the New England-Pittsburgh game? I'm glad it's on the main slate so everyone else can overplay it. Um, for me, this is a situation – this is a bad matchup for Pittsburgh. It's a bad, bad matchup for years. It's still a bad matchup for Pittsburgh. Um, they're going to have poor field position because they can't kick – they can't handle the sky kicks – you know, even Chris Collinsworth was that chant last week. They kept starting at the 15 yard line. Like, if you're gonna let, if you're gonna start at the 15 yard line against the Patriots, you're just not gonna win. Well, everybody um, starts there against the Patriots. That's how the that's how they've given. But the Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's the worst at it. Like they're awful. Like they've been fumbling the snaps. They've been doing all sorts of kickoffs. Like they, they've been bad. Like it's not just like most Ooh. like most teams that start like 18. Like they're bad. I just pulled up Jamino's ownership projections. Holy Kenyon Drake. I can't yeah. believe this. But uh, anyway, Le'Veon Bell, uh, he, he projects Le'Veon Bell to be the second highest owned runner of the week. People, if, if people are doing the stuff where they – what is it, the team jam jam these guys in? Where they no one's going to play – no one's on team jamming in this week. I think people are going to play well, one thought, or the other. I thought that team was what Levitan called it whenever you put in David Johnson and – um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon. Are you yeah, saying Tam in this week is A.B. and Le'Veon? I mean, that's what people are going to try to do, or maybe not. I just like, – Antonio Brown's 9,100. And, like, you look at these games, and they're not as good as you think they were. Like, so, you know, all these are all of his games. So, I'm not just cherry-picking. These are all his games against the Patriots. Nine for 67 and a touchdown. So, that's 21 DK points for 9,100? Meh. Five for 71 and a touchdown? That's 18. That's no good. Nine for 133 and a touchdown. Okay, that's good. That's 22, 25. Like, that's 31. Okay, that's good for 9,100. Seven for 106. That's like, that's, that's like 31. That was a 31 pointer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that's what you need for 9,100. Like, that's right. good. Yeah. And then, you know, and then Pittsburgh, uh, seven for 106 and no touchdowns. So that's 20. You really want to pay that for 9,100? And then the playoff game, seven for 77, which is like 14. Like, everyone's like, oh, Antonio Brown's had these great games against the Patriots. Not at a ninety-one hundred price tag. He's not. So what? It's been a tw- in the last three years. It's been a twenty-one point nine pointer, a fourteen point seven pointer, a thirty and a thirty-one point three pointer. Like so, that's not like. Is that really worth being yeah, super I mean, chalky? Last- Especially now when there's no Juju Smith or a very limited Juju Smith. There's no number two pass catcher, and this Patriots can go ahead and just bracket Antonio if they choose to. Are we should, like I, I was? I was telling you earlier. I've been having to run around and do stuff with, with my kids this morning. Have, have we got an official word this morning that Juju's out? I mean, if he plays, it'd be very limited. Why? I'm not sure. Hamstring. I well, re-aggravated in practice. I know it's the hamstring, but I mean, I'm not. I was under the impression that you know, I mean, if these guys go, they're good to go, man. That's, but you know, I think that especially in a situation a speed like that, guy like Juju. Juju's not the speed guy as much as he's a smooth smoothness guy. Yeah, but you, that's the first thing you lose. Like, if you can't run Chris Sprouts on a hamstring and cut. Like, no, no, I mean, that. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just For me, it's a situation where I just don't think it's a good matchup for Pittsburgh. It's never been a good matchup for Pittsburgh. Uh, Mike Tomlin can talk all he wants. But I just don't know how they're going to ever have the ball because they're going to run. Like, 
like there's two options. Either Pittsburgh runs that soft zone they always run and Tom Brady picks it apart and just runs the entire clock down completing eight-yard passes, or they try to run man and run it absolutely horribly. Like, those are the two options on the defense. So, like, I just don't know how many plays Pittsburgh's going to run. Like, last week they ran a gazillion play. Like, Big Ben threw the ball 66 times. That's not happening this week. Um, and they're priceless. They're going to throw 66 times. So, for me, if I'm playing one, it's Lev Bell. Um, I think you can even just fade this team entirely. I really do. Um, I don't know. Like, if they get you – if they score 17 or 20 points, you know, that that's not going to kill you. So, um, I, I'll play some Lev Bell for sure, but I'll have zero Antonio. Okay, so who are you interested in on the other side? Like, are you interested in any Patriots? Or are you? Um... I like the spot for Chris Hogan a lot. I, I know a lot of people have brought this up this week, and it's definitely a great rebound spot for Chris Hogan. Um, he, he, looked really bad. he looked bad, bad last week. Like, like eh, he, I think it was one week early for him. But did you watch need... him close? He looked like he was hurt still. Yeah, but that's but... the thing about Hogan. He always kind of looks hurt. He he's had another six days. I'm not really, I'm not going to be worried about that here. You know, I, I, I like him. I think he's the guy I would play. I don't mind Rex Burkhead, but the price is kind of just absurd. Too at much. This point. Too um, much. He is the goal line guy. So like, I don't mind it. I'll have some Rex exposure for sure. Um, but yeah, this game isn't one of my favorites. Like I, I get it. It's a high total. You know, I'm just Gronk. I guess I'll expose to Gronk, obviously. Rex I, I just. Rexburg is only getting 9.8 touches per game. Yeah, but he's getting so many red zone touches. Yeah, it's a, he's, a, he's a high fantasy points per – he's a high fantasy points per touch guy. Yeah, it's, it's just like do I want to – I think I like some other games more than this one. I get it. That's why this game is popular. It's got a super high total. I think I really do – I really have a strong lean on the under in this game. Um, I just don't know how Pittsburgh's going to have enough plays to put up points. Rex Burke had actually the fourth hot 1.03 – Fourth highest fantasy points per touch of all the running backs on the slate, so that's I guess it's kind of kind of an interesting play there. Um, all right, so yeah, I, I think that just I mean, what and what about Panna for for Brady? Angry Brady, pissed off after after the Miami game. Um, and and hey, how about Xavier Howard finally coming through for us? Oh yeah, I know, right? As soon as we give up on the guy, he plays his two best games as a pro. He's um, awesome. Yeah, he's I know, but he's now he's hurt. He's sick this week. Right. Yeah. I, I for me, it's a situation where I have interest in the Patriots, but I just don't know if I want to be. If I think the Patriots are going to get up early, and I think they're going to be able to control the clock, I don't know if I really want to be like as heavy as the field on this game. Um, I can't believe you, Siege. I figured that you would be all over this as the Patriots homer. It's crazy. I like the Patriots on spot. I just hate this spot for Pittsburgh. I've seen this game so many times. Yeah. This game goes like twenty-seven to ten, like every time. Yeah. I wonder what the wonder what the past games the scores of these games were. I just, yeah. I just, I just have the individual game logs of the players pulled up. I don't, and they don't show me the scoring, so I'm not sure. Actually, I do have that. I do have the scores actually for at least all the Antonio games. Sixteen to twenty-seven, seventeen thirty-six. 21-28, going back to 2015 at least. Those are the only ones I pulled up. Yeah, so it's like you know, I I could see the twenty-seven sixteen type game again. Yeah, I just just for me, it's a situation where I just I think it's a situation where I don't think this game is going to be as super high scoring as people think it's going to be. You know, fair enough. All right, cool. Let's. I think we can move on to the move on to the next one. Uh, this comes from the DFS pick six. Uh, Devin's going to get it up for us. This uh, this is an this is an interesting deal. This comes from the uh, the DFS pick six is the Roto World Show with Evan Silva, Lord Reeves. 
and um, oh, uh, Eric Crane. And um, this was from the very end. It was an interesting take that kind of caught my ear because this is a guy who's been trending up that I've had my eye on a little bit this week as a value option. Uh, let's let's go ahead and get to it. How about Jay Ajayi, man? Is this the week? Uh, I think it really could be, man. I think I've it could be. people talking about Ajayi. I, Everything I like, kind of sets up for it. His usage has been like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really goals. trending in the right direction. Giants are terrible in, in every aspect of defense. Makes a lot of sense for them to just dial up Jay Ajayi and run him into the ground at this point. Kenyon Drake, I think, is going to be the chalk. Maybe on both yeah. sites. This is the week where LeGarrette Blunt just scores three touchdowns. All right, there you have it. Uh, this was the guys in the uh, DFS pick six uh, here on Roto Grinders. I believe that comes out on Wednesdays or Thursdays here on Grinders Live and then on the uh, Roto Grinders podcast feed. Uh, always, always, I mean, Evan Silva and um, Rich Rebar are just super sharp dudes, and we all know that you know, Eric Crane's won the million, the million bucks last year. So I always like to hear what these guys say. And they were all in agreement that Jay Ajayi of the Philadelphia Eagles is an intriguing option this week with a former Westlake High School chaparral Nick Foles taking over the duties there for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe they'll lean a little bit more on this run game that they've sort of invested in to get that three-headed monster going. Siege, what are your thoughts about Philly this week versus a totally putrid and crappy uh, New York Giants defense? And your thoughts on the running game, specifically Jay Ajayi at 5K on DraftKings? I think this game's going to be a lot slower than people think. Like, this game is a 40 total, and the team total for Philly is, like, only 23 and a half at this point. So, like, everyone's acting like Philly's just going to score all these touchdowns. I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be a, uh, you know, a December football game in New York. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be played pretty clean. Um, that being said, I – Nick Foles is a guy who loves to check it down to his running backs. 18% of his passes in his career have gone to the running back. And we know Jay has zero catching ability. Zero. He has no catching ability. And neither does LeGarrette Blunt. So I could spin a story where Corey Clement's the guy. You could pick a story where LeGarrette Blunt's the guy. You could pick a story where Jay Ajayi's the guy. You could pick a story where they all suck, like they have every other week. I just, you know, you could pick a story where Nick Foles throws for three touchdowns. All I know is that there's way too many options on this Philly team that have reasonable touchdown equity to be playing any of them at a 23-and-a-half total. Um, I just don't see the point. I think there's some good spots that are going to be under owned this week. So why am I going to go ahead and play fringe spots that are going to be pretty popular because people want to play Foles at 5-5? You know, I just – for me, it's kind of a pass. What about Foles? Nah. Not playing Nick Foles. Like, you know, I, Nick, Foles can't, like, Nick Foles can burn me. He can go throw for 302. Like, he can do it for sure. I just, Absolutely. Dude, Foles has had mo- some monsters. Foles has been fine. It's just – I go ahead and prove it to me, Nick Foles. Like, I'll, I'll play – I would play Bortles first. Okay. Well, hey, I like I, I like Bortles, and we actually have a, have a, have a take on Bortles. Um, do you like – though, something that's worrying me, we talked off air a little bit about whether we thought Leonard Fournette's going to go. I think both of us kind of think he's not – um, the last time he didn't practice through a, through a whole week, he, he they don't need him. It's the Texans led by T.J. Yates with a limited DeAndre Hopkins. Spoiler right. alert: the Jaguars are winning. Okay, but just 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 bear with me here. So, what if you have Bortles? I, I know you don't play cash, but let's just say you have Bortles lined up in your lineup, and you found out that morning that Fournette was going to be active. Would that be enough to get you off Bortles to 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 pivot over to Foles? No. 
So it doesn't mean anything to you whether or not whether or not Fournette's active the way you feel about Wardle. No, I saw some reports yesterday that if Fournette's active, he still wouldn't probably be the lead guy. Uh, well, that's ridiculous. If he's active, they're gonna. They're gonna I mean, how can you not make him the lead guy? He's a sick, because sick. because the Texans have a team total of thirteen. <laughs> yeah, and they don't. Days. They don't need. They don't, the last thing they need to do is um, have him pull a hamstring and miss that first yeah. playoff game. Like, TJ, TJ Yates is going to get just demolished, dude. He's gonna, I don't understand how people are playing any other defense than the Jaguars. Well, you like, can play the Saints if you need to get down, but I think. But like, playing the others. It, People are like, there's variance in defense. There's no variance in TJ Yates on the road. Like, the variance is that DeAndre Hopkins puts up, like, 50 points. Okay, if DeAndre Hopkins puts up 50 points, I was losing anyways. Right. Well, I, I don't know if you're losing anyways because no one's going to be playing Hopkins. I, I will say this about Jay Ajayi. I'm just looking at our snap counts, touches, and targets tool at Roster Watch. And it's – I mean, Jay Ajayi's – they were saying his snap counts have gone up. I mean, they've really gone up. They went from 28 in week 12 to it looks like – 28% to 41% in week 13. And then last week, uh, up to 47%. So, I mean, he's definitely seen an uptick. I There are other guys there that would probably get to in that sort of value area that I like better. So, uh, I'm sure we'll have time to get to him here when we get through the clips. Uh, anything else on this game, Siege? No. Nah. Okay. Uh, this next one comes from the PFF uh, show with Britt Devine and Tyler Beaker and our guy, Scott Barrett. And this is a clip where uh, Scott Barrett and Tyler Beaker have dueling takes about the player that we were just discussing, Blake Bortles. Uh, all right, we're going to have, we're going to go to Tyler's value play. And then we're going to go right to Scott's dud play. Cause we've got a battle brewing here over Blake Bortles. So let's see uh, in-house PFF Royal Rumble. Who's going to win. All right, let's go, Scott. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this game this game opened with Jacksonville being an 11-point favorite at the beginning of the week. Positive game script isn't a bad thing for Bortles. In fact, Jacksonville was a 10-point favorite last week when Bortles went for over 28 fantasy points. Bortles has averaged 23.4 fantasy points over his last three outings. That was against defenses of the likes of Arizona, Indianapolis, and Seattle. Now he draws Houston, who ranks top 10 in most passing yards allowed, top five in most passing touchdowns allowed, and number one in most fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Recency bias may have people forgetting how easy it is to pass on Houston. Over the last three weeks, they faced Jimmy G, Marcus Mariota, Joe Flacco, and they've allowed just 50 Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's out. legit. I'll give you that one. Yeah. The other two, I'm not too sold on. <laughs> one touchdown in two games. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, but the other four quarterbacks before him were Gabbert, Bursett, Goff, and Wilson, a mixed bag there as well, but they've averaged 28.4 fantasy points. Uh, I really think that Bortles has a very high floor this week. Should see a lot of scoring opportunities, and uh, I'm not afraid of game script at all. As some people are going to say, that means they should lean more Fournette, who's banged up right now go- heading into the week. I think he's got ankle and quad injuries. Um, I just really like Bortles. I think he's going to be a very popular cash game play as well. All right, that was from the red corner. Now in the blue corner trying to talk us down from Blake Bortles is Scott Barrett. So I uh, have at it, Scott. So Tyler wants to talk recency bias. I'm sure he's been good over his last three games, but over his prior seven games, uh, he had zero multi-touchdown games, uh, only one game hitting the 300-yard bonus. Uh, really, I just want to break this down into two points. One, he's Blake Bortles, so that's why you shouldn't play him. But two, this is the league's most run-heavy team, and they're 11.5-point favorites 
against TJ Yates, who couldn't beat out Tom Savage. Uh, I, I will have one asterisk on this, and that is if Fournette is out, Bortles becomes a significantly better play in my estimation. Uh, but as it stands, uh, I'd rather play someone like Nick Foles, who will get to it. All right, Siege. So there are a couple of dudes going back and forth about Blake Bortles. I, I don't think you and I are uh, in such disagreement, though, as Tyler Beaker and Scott Barrett were there with Britt Devine on the PFF show, which comes out um, I think on Thursday nights right after Dan's show with the football guys crew. Um, great, great slate of programming here on Grinders Live on Thursdays. Um, Siege, what – you know, as far as Bortles, I, I think you I, I think you like him. Is he one of your favorite, you know, is he your favorite quarterback on the slate? Is he a guy you're just considering? Is he your favorite maybe where do you see Bortles on this week's quarterback packing order? He's kind of in the I think I need to have some category, but he's not like a favorite. Um like he's quietly turned into a guy that now has like three or four passing options in that passing game. Dee Dee Westbrook, Marquise Lee, um, Keenan Cole. Um you, you still, you kind of just can't or get like. Marquise, uh, what's his name? Mercedes. Mar- Didn't he break his hand? Did he? I don't know. I don't know. It looked like he did last game, but I could be wrong. I didn't I actually haven't paid attention to him. I, but either way, <laughs> I don't know. But either way, Blake Portals doesn't have just like one guy to throw it to like the Allen Robinson did. So, like, you kind of need, if you want to get the Jaguars passing attack, you kind of need Bortles to get you some exposure to everyone. He's cheap. He's 5.7K. I, I mentioned I think Fournette's going to sit here. Um, I think he's a really good pivot off of Nick Foles. The weather's going to be better in Jacksonville. The ten, the Texans' pass defense is awful. Um, so, too, is their offense. It's just a really good spot for Bortles to get two or three touchdowns in the first half. So, I like him a fair amount here. Well, I mean, for me, it's just about I want the guy that's attached to um, – I, and I'm just reading here about Mercedes Lewis. I want to make sure that's clear. I don't see anything about him being inactive or anything, so I don't know we'll, – We'll certainly keep an eye on that. Um, but the uh, – I mean, I just – I want D.D. Westbrook. I figure if I'm going to be getting D.D. Westbrook in all these lineups, I'm going to figure that Bortles is going to have a pretty good game. I hear it, dude. The Houston Texans get beat by, by the deep football. It's just it's just how they get beat. This is the D.D. Westbrook explosion forthcoming. We've been sent, we've been touting D.D. Westbrook since before he was even off of IR around here. We've been telling you how sick he is. We've been saying it and saying it, pound, trying to pound it as many people's heads as we can. This And this is finally it. This is finally it. This is finally the week, the epic, epic, throbbing mega monster. So um, I want to, I want some of Bortles. Um, but you said earlier that there is a quarterback that you like even more, which is Aaron Rodgers. Tell me, and, and tell me why. This is just a spot that people aren't on. Um, every time I try to bring up Aaron Rodgers, I get the, but he's hurt. He's not healthy. You know, who's he going to pass it to? I get the butts, butts, and butts. And it's like, Hi, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers at 6,800. And he's healthy. And he's healthy. He could have played two weeks ago if they hadn't put his, him on IR. His teammates are saying like they're pissed off that, they, that the Packers organization put his ass on IR because he has been looking so much better in practice. Of course, he's looking so much better in practice than only. But this dude ran the scout team last week. He's been I ready to play for weeks now. And like – and the Carolina secondary, spoiler alert, not good. Bad. Bradbury sucks. We've been trying to tell you he sucks. I've, I've said since his senior bowl, this guy's not going to be ready to play. He went to Sanford for college. I think that that's D3. He That guy was that guy was crowned as a good cornerback because he played for the Carolina Panthers. He wore the number not 24, and he kind of looked a little bit like, like Josh Norman. 
He's no good. He sucks. Captain Munderland sucks. He, I mean, these guys are going to get torched by, by a healthy Aaron Rodgers who – let's just go ahead and get to the next clip. I totally agree, Siege. Love Aaron Rodgers. I think I like Blake Bortles too. I think I might have – I'm probably going to have as much Aaron Rodgers as you have, but maybe a little bit more Bortles because I, I really do like Bortles' spot as well, especially if one doesn't go. But, but speaking of, speaking of uh, I want to get I want to see who you're pairing him with, but the next clip is actually about that. Let's go to the Swole cast that was on last night. This is where they have a Green Bay wide receiver discussion, and that, that way Season and I can talk about if we're playing Aaron Rodgers, who are we stacking him with? think that the Jordy I, I who do you think will be higher owned between Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson because I feel like it's going to be Jordy because it he's is, getting it more is buzz getting, yeah he's getting the buzz but Adams and, has been better and Adams has been better and Adams if you go back and look at the first five or six games when Aaron Rodgers was playing like Devontae Adams was significantly out targeting him then yeah um, it was Jordy's touchdowns that people are right they're they're chasing and I don't I don't know if he's going to average what is he averaging like a touchdown a game um i think he had like six touchdowns in the first four games or something ridiculous yeah and one of those they had the uh, game where he didn't he only played like seven snaps and had that hamstring issue that was tilting uh but yeah definitely uh we said earlier that Devonte adams is kind of the clear number one now so a lot of people go on jordy i think adams is an interesting play especially in fandle where they're like a hundred bucks difference so you got that. Uh, Tuttle, you got a Green Bay wide receiver take? Fade them both and go Randall Cobb. Oh, snap. No, I actually kind of do. So I'm a uh, – I don't know if this is the Packer fan in me getting a little nervous about this spot. Um, I know the Panthers have been terrible in the secondary as of late. I don't think our O-line matches up very well with their defensive line, who's going to put a lot of pressure. So I do think – you could see some shorter routes taking place and, and uh, Rogers trying to get rid of the ball quickly, which would work in, in Cobb's favor. So I don't mind him as a GPP option. Um, hopefully, hopefully he just breaks one of those uh, quick, uh, quick crossing routes. All right. Uh, here we go back from, all right. So we talked about, we, we love Aaron Rodgers. He's a guy that like, I'm, I'm pissed off because our analytics at roster watch, we couldn't get him into any of our, you know, any, any of our tools just because it, it, it you know, it's not necessarily safe for cash, you know, in this, this first week back. But I, for, me, for, for me in my tournaments I play this week, I might just have – I'm thinking about having all of the Rodgers in tournaments and then maybe using Bortles in, in cash. Um, but my question is, if I'm playing him in tournaments, how am I going to pair him up, you know, and, you know, we have Devontae – we have Devontae Adams. We have Jordy Nelson. We have Randall Cobb. I think I know where you're going, but let's hear your let's hear what you're looking to do. Are you interested in pairing him up for for for, for one and for two? Uh, who who are you most interested in? Uh, for me, it's a situation where I, I would go ahead and stack him with Jordy. Um, I, I think Jordy's the best of the options this week. Um, it, it just comes down to like he just had played well with Rodgers. He trusts him in the red zone, like. I'll have Devonta Adams too. I'm not saying like it's I'm taking a huge stand here, but I'm gonna have Nelson. I'm gonna have Adams, and I feel good about just those two. I don't need Randall Cobb. If Randall Cobb catches two touchdowns, so be it. Like whatever, I just lose. I'll be okay with that. I think those two are clearly the two I'm targeting, and I don't think they're gonna be owned. I I, I think Adams will be decently owned. I think everyone's just gonna wait and see on Jordy Nelson, kind of like they're waiting and seeing on Aaron Rodgers, and come 
three o'clock tomorrow, people are like, why didn't I play Aaron Rodgers in a spot where he was going to throw the ball 45 times? Like, and he's I healthy. don't know. And he's I don't healthy. know. It's not like he hurt his ankle where he can't move. It's not like he, like he, it's his shoulder and it had like, it's a bone and it's healed. He's healthy. He's healed. He's back. Why are we not playing him? He's cheap. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to need I'm just going to need to make an executive decision and get him onto the DFS cheat sheets we have over at roster watch, because I, I don't care what the analytics say. It's just, it makes, so it makes too much sense. Um, I just, my case for Randall Cobb is that, man, this guy made me, this guy basically made the beginning of my 2017 before I burned through all of my bankroll playing stupid NBA, like in the playoff DFS, because, you know, this guy, you know, he, he, he was on a tear to end last season and he started this season in PPR when, when Rogers is healthy, 17.5 points. In, and this is with only one touchdown through these games, 17.5 points in PPR, 13 points in PPR, 14.4 points in PPR, and then at Dallas, uh, basically an inexplicable uh, 6.9 in PPR, especially with how you know forgiving they were to start the season versus slot wide receivers. And then you know at, at Minnesota, he'd had three targets from Aaron Rodgers before Rodgers even got hurt, was on his way to a nice game there. So, I mean, a 13.7 point median on DK for 4.9 with Rodgers healthy. I mean, I, I like a little bit of Cobb. You're saying you're not going to have any of them? He's nah. We need some savings. No, I don't need savings. I'm not playing Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be living in Robert Woods to find Diggs, Goodwin. I'm going to be living in that tier. Why are you going to start Marquis? Why does everyone want to start Marquis Goodwin against this Tennessee defense that doesn't give up big plays? I just, I don't Because I don't, it's Jimmy G and he's going to get like complete eight or nine passes to him over the middle of the field. I get it. I get it. I was really surprised when I saw his his prop. Let me pull that up. Actually, it was a it was the biggest. I mean, something for Marquise. There's something that for Marquise Goodwin, our boy from here in Austin. I've just never seen one like this. It was uh, yeah. He's got a real good prop. Six uh, K, five receptions for sixty nine point five yards and plus one fifty to score. That's by far the biggest biggest prop you've ever seen out of that guy. So I mean, Vegas thinks he's gonna have a pretty good game. I don't know. That's I have a hard time paying 6K for keys, though, man. Just- yeah, I, I'm just saying I, I'm just gonna live in that tier. Like I'll probably have more digs than like most of the than most of those guys. Why? Why is why is Diggs been so ineffective? He's always he's gonna hurt. So hot. He's when he's on hurt. the injury report, you just have to fade every time. Like he's like the Leonard Fournette of wide receivers. <laughs> he's when he's a- healthy, he's gonna beast. When he's not healthy, he's gonna suck. Well, uh, let's 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 move on to the, anything else from anything else from this one, Siege. Uh, what about Jamal Williams? He's three x this salary for in fifty percent of games that he's been in his current situation. I can't pay that price with Rogers back. Yeah, I'm see, he's 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 three x it fifty percent of the time. That with Brett Hundley. Yeah, yeah. I can't do uh, it. Well, you don't think that Rogers might get him down in the scoring position and let? This Wouldn't you just rather play like Latavius? I love for one dude. I I think Latavius Murray sucks, but this weekend, I understand that, but, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but this weekend, I kind of do like him. I think I might like Jarek McKinnon. I'm I'm really struggling about the Jarek McKinnon versus Latavius thing, but yes, I I think I'd rather play either. Minnesota is just a team in general. I I can see. I'm going to see. I know I'm going to be overweight on before this week's over. 
here, here, here's one guy who I would rather pay down and play. Uh, I'll be interested to hear what Siege has to say. Uh, Devin will get this one thrown up for us. This one comes from the experts square table where STL cards last night filled in for Adam Levitan along with JM to win. Uh, here is, here's those two guys uh, talking about a value running back that I am very interested in this week. Any other running backs that you've got? Uh, yeah, one of the most, from what I've been hearing, uh, one of the guys who's like this to be really popular, especially in higher dollar tournaments, is Samaj P. Ryan. Do you have any thoughts yeah, on him this week? It's interesting because, and I was talking to Eric Crane about this earlier, that, you know, with Washington, well, they lost Rob Kelly, and then they lost Chris Thompson, and then they lost Byron Marshall. There's basically not a whole lot of guys left. And I'm not sold on the fact that P. Ryan is 100% healthy at this point. I mean, he's not 100% healthy, but how healthy is he? He's basically the last man left standing there. Uh, I don't love this game. Like, if Arizona and Washington, if you said, I've got to pick out one guy that I have to take from this game, it's probably Larry Fitzgerald. But it's just a, you've got two teams that are kind of playing out the string, four, low 40s total in this game. I just don't love it. Now, this is probably the game that will end up turning into a shootout, and then I'll have egg on my face. But I understand the logic behind it because of the likely workload. I'm just concerned about you know, how healthy is he at this point in the season and what can we expect offensively in this game. I just get the feeling that this game kind of might be a slog, and I'll probably be underweight on, on Pirine, but I do understand the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Arizona's a top five run defense in, in terms of yards allowed. And uh, the workload's nice, but there's other guys getting that type of workload. I mean, obviously, Kenyon Drake. I don't think that people are fading Kenyon Drake to use Pirine, but uh, maybe people going with Pirine, Drake, and Bell. Um, I think I would slightly prefer Latavius Murray over – I mean, all these guys we talked about. Slightly yeah. prefer Murray, slightly prefer Collins, slightly prefer Mike Davis. I think Pirine's in, in the discussion, and if somebody wanted to rearrange those guys in any order, I wouldn't – you know, I wouldn't call you out on it. I wouldn't yeah. say that's not sharp, but, um, but yeah, for me personally, P Ryan is, is number whatever five on that list of those five value guys. Okay. So that was the expert square table with, with STL cards, um, Justin, Justin Van Zuden and JM to win. And that was them talking about Redskins running back, Samaj P Ryan, who now finds himself in a situation where the targets are ticking up. Uh, where he has the backfield completely to himself. Byron Marshall sucks, and he's on IR anyway. There's nobody else, to, you know, threatening to touch the, you know, threatening to take any sort of touches away from him. I think they just signed some stiff. They just signed some stiff like Capri Bibbs, who is never going to play because he sucks. Siege, what do you think this week about a guy for forty? I think he's forty-eight hundred. I'm I. I mean, Samaj P. Ryan hasn't passed every bit of the eyeball test this year, and it's not necessarily the greatest of matchups, but this is a pretty good offense. You know, if he's going to be getting 20 to 25 touches, I just, I see it pretty likely he's going to fall into the end zone at least once. If he gets five targets, I see it pretty likely. You know, Samaj P. Ryan, I've always said, has a little bit underrated hands. Um, we've, we've known that ever since he was playing high school ball right up the road here in, in, in Pflugerville. So your thoughts on Samaj P. Ryan as a cheap value option? I like him more than almost all the other options. Well, that's saying something, right? <laughs> yeah. I, 
the ownership number is the one that's just getting me. Well, like, I can't believe that Jamino had it because I said I, I think he might have gotten a big bump overnight somehow. Yeah, because everyone because everyone's seeing the same thing you are. And right. it's just like, I don't know if I want to play chalky Samaj P. Ryan. I would like if he was gonna be 10% and I could go like 20% in tournaments, I could deal with it. But like having to go 30, 35% in tournaments now, I think I like Latavius more. Um but I, I again like I like I love I like him more than Jay Ajayi. I like him more than Alex Collins, who's the worst player on the board. So <laughs> you like, don't like Alex Collins, huh? No, he's 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 looked really. Can you at least admit that he's looked really good? Yes, that's fine. But you know what? He's a part of a three-man platoon against a team that like literally the way the running backs get there is through the air, and he does has like twelve catches the entire season. Like he is the worst play on the board. Alex Collins at Cleveland. He's 5K. It's our number 23 matchup for traditional runners this week at Roster Watch. Uh, the prop on him is not bad. 72 and a half yards. Um, Vegas has a one reception prop on him at least. Uh, so one uh, reception. Minus <laughs> right. Minus minus 110 to score. So a favorite to score. That's minus 110 to score. 13.14 points on DK projected 2.63 X. It's actually, I have 70 props up or 68 props up so far. Actually, as far as the point per dollar, uh, you know, what his prop would indicate, he's number nine on the whole board. So I'm a little bit interested in Alex Collins. I know that our model had him popping off too. So we'll see what happens. I think I'm more interested in, um, I'm more interested in one of the Minnesota backs. I'm still not, I still, I just think with those linebackers out, man, I think that Jared McKinnon is going to get open to catch some balls for the for the DK volume. So I don't know. It's just, hard. but those linebackers are out, and I mean, Vontez Perfect can stuff the run too. That helps Latavius. So I'm just come back and forth. I like one of them. I just don't really know which. Um, let's get this. Anything else on this game, Siege? No, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I just. It's a fine spot. It's just not a game we'd have a lot of exposure to overall, so it's fine. Do you, do you think that Do you think that Josh Dawson's been good enough to where he'll get the Patrick Peterson treatment? No, but he'll get it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. Um, all right. Let's Let's get this last one knocked out. I think I know exactly how Siege is going to feel about this. Uh, this is, comes from Warren Sharp on the Sharp NFL uh, or the Sharp DFS analysis show with Chris Gimino and Chris Raybon. Uh, this is actually uh, one that was suggested by our producer, Simon Edwards. It's actually a kind of interesting and contrarian take on a defense that I hadn't thought of at all this week. The, the, the reason why the 49ers defense has gotten so much better has been as a result of their offense playing better. And it just talks to how the defense can rest. The defense then looks better. The offense on the other team is forced into doing certain things when you're trailing that you don't have to do when you're winning. So when the 49ers offense was doing absolutely nothing and other teams had a lead, then their whole playbook is open to do all types of things to get more creative against the 49ers. But um, when the 49ers are actually dictating the game, then the opposing team is forced into certain situations. And what have we seen? We've seen this defense look tremendously strong the last three weeks even even um you know I'll go back the last three weeks it's even stronger the last two weeks but if you look at what they've been doing from a defensive perspective season long they rank 26th in passing efficiency allowed to opposing teams they are allowing 47 percent success rate the last three weeks they they moved that up to 14th in the league only allowing 43 percent but where they've really dominated is on the ground they were ranking 20th 
over the course of the season, but the last three weeks, number one in the NFL in terms of only allowing a 36% success rate on run plays. Um, and explosive rushing, they were the worst run defense in the league at giving up big explosive runs to start the year. The last three weeks, they're the fourth best team. They're only allowing explosive runs on 10% of opponents' um, rushing attempts. And, and I define explosive runs by any run that gains at least 10 yards. Um, so I, I look at a situation where normally you would not think twice. I mean, if think about this. If we're talking about like week five, okay, the Titans are going to be obviously favored here. And you wouldn't think twice about rolling out Mariota and, and Corey Davis and all these other receiving weapons that the Titans had. Plus, you know, whichever is your favorite running back that you think is going to do the best in this game. Um, but now you're looking at it and they're slight underdogs and forget even what the line is. The Titans are not playing good football right now. And the 49ers are playing great. And that defense is looking much better than it was earlier. in the- All right. So that was, uh, that was the epic mustache man himself, Warren Sharp, who the Seeds said went on an epic rant this weekend on Vegas radio. I, I'm going to go and search the Google machine after this to go listen because he was apparently railing on what a donkey Mike Tomlin is and the way he play calls by, you know, seemingly random aggression without any, you know, sense about how to, how to attack the ways he should. So always interested in hearing those kinds of things. Um, but anyway, that take was from the, uh, from the sharp, sharp DFS analysis, Warren Sharp, uh, that was his take. He's interested in the San Francisco defense this week playing against the uh, Tennessee Titans. It's completely off my radar. Siege, how about you? I understand what he's doing. I understand the idea behind it. Like the Titans offense is awful. I get it. I get the, I get what he's trying to say, but have you met my friend over here? The Jaguars defense playing (laughs) TJ Yates on the road with a 13 team total, which I think might be high. Yeah. Have you met my friend, the saints against Bryce Petty in the Superdome? Who sucks. I mean, like awful. I, it's just, it's just like, I get it. I get they save you money. I just when I see a defense that I can legitimately say the floor is ten, like, yeah. Do I want to get cute when the 49ers defense is awful and Rashard Matthews could just go light them up? Probably not. Well, it's just like, it, all right. Let's say that I told you that there's this guy who's forty five hundred, and that his floor literally his floor seems like it's ten, and his you know he has he has thirty point upside for forty five hundred. You're gonna to want to get him in, right? I mean, for me, it's just it's an obvious situation. I think that the I think the Saints are probably fine. You know, I think the Saints are fine. If you if you got a lineup that you just have to get that extra six hundred, which I've toyed around with, I think the Saints are fine. I think they're gonna I don't think look, I don't think they're gonna be able to get anything done. Bryce Petty's awful. They don't they they, they could run the ball. Like they could just get lucky running the ball. With who? Forte and Powell? These guys suck, dude. I, yeah, but they've done it before. They've done it before. I guess, man. I see a I see a road where the Jets somehow magically get thirteen points on the board. All right, so we're through. I don't see any road other than DeAndre Hopkins just catching sixteen balls for two hundred yards. Happen. It's not going to happen. Gonna I'm just that's the only way that they're going to score points. No, I get it. Unless unless like TJ Yates learns how to throw a deep ball to Will Fuller. Hey, where does Jamino have the the ownership on the Jags? Is it the highest? Are you uh, on the line of HQ right now? I am. No. Yes. No, it it's not. It, no, it's not. They're 10%. Oh, God. Really? On DK. 
Wh- who are these? Who are these other idiots going to go with? The Vikings, the lose. Saints, the Redskins, and then there's scattered ownership everywhere because people are have to save money to fit in Antonio. See, like fading Antonio lets me just let's play the Jags and I don't have to worry about this. Let you do some other things too, right? All right, so yeah. So uh, thanks to Devin for getting all those clips up for us here. We're through that portion. We got a few minutes here to kind of maybe swindle up some kind of prop bets and talk over some of the other interesting uh, things on the slate. You mentioned earlier, Siege, when we were talking that you like, so you like a lineup this week. If you're not going to be on Antonio Brown or Le'Veon with any sort of uh, real frequency you I, mean, I do like Le'Veon let's be clear I I, I will be overweight the field oh, on Le'Veon I I don't think that I don't think oh so you're gonna be overweight on 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 Le'Veon okay. yeah well you know I shouldn't say that I plan on being overweight I I guess I could see a road where I don't end up there okay so regardless you're taking a little bit more of a balanced approach than than other people um but are are there are, are there value runners who you like? I'm looking at our Vegas tool up at Roster Watch, and one guy that never really popped up to me, uh, you know, the prop on him is really good, and that's Mike Davis um, at home versus the L.A. Rams for only 4K. The rushing yards prop is 60.5 with the two reception prop for 19.5 yards plus 150 touchdown odds. It's the best value from the props that have come in so far of the 67 I have up from the early offshore ones. Uh, that's 3.1x. Any inch, I mean, it feels kind of feel a little gross to get in Mike Davis, or does it feel good? How do you feel about him at 4K? Feel thin? Feels gross, but I'm willing to like I, I'm willing to look at it. I just Seattle just always throws like you know, like first down. You know, Mike Davis gets stopped on the line on second and ten. They're going to run a play action pass. I just the the road for Mike Davis to be on a tournament winning team is two touchdowns, and it's just like. I don't know. I just don't see that many red zone carries for him. Like this is a team that normally like scores from decent ways out, you know, on passing plays. I just, do you think he's safe for cash given the volume that he's gotten lately? Probably, probably. But like, wouldn't you just play P Ryan first? I, uh, well, P Ryan's 800 more, but yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I think I'd play P Ryan if I just had the choice, you know, Yeah, I I just, that's, I, I don't mind him. I just, I think I'm much higher. I'm just Russell Wilson, Jimmy Graham, Doug Baldwin, than Mike Davis. Is Jimmy Graham going to be chalk? Where does Jimino have him? I think he's going to be, I mean, he put up a zero last week. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, he's chalk, but he's not crazy. He's like, what, is he the highest own? Yeah, highest own, but it's not a crazy number because, I mean, he's going to be pretty even. It's tied in so bad this week. Hey, uh, Jimino, I love you, buddy. There is no way that Jesse James is 15%. Zero. Love you, buddy. No chance. <laughs> How cheap is – I haven't even looked at Jesse James. I was no, There's no way. Let's, that uh, let's head over to the Slack machine and tell Jamino very nicely that he has lost his mind. <laughs> uh, if, yeah. if Jesse James is 15% out of this slate, I need, to, uh, I, need to, uh, I need to register some more contests real quick. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, so, all right, so uh, as far as, you know, if, if, if you are going even and balanced, I think that Kenyon Drake is not even – Really, that I don't even consider him in the mid range. I consider him kind of low to mid range at fifty eight hundred. What do you think of Kenyon Drake going up against this absolute abomination of a Buffalo defense with the hot streak that he's been on? Kenyon Drake is a guy that coming out of his senior bowl and his evaluation process, I said, look, if he can learn to pass protect, which he's brutally awful in uh, coming out of college, that he's gonna he has a chance to pop, you know, and be a player. And I saw in this last game versus your Patriots. 
he was getting his nose in there, dude. He was getting his base set. He was pass protecting. He was he was he was understanding the big on big concepts. What are you th- what are you thinking about Kenyon Drake this week? He's really been awesome. He's not that expensive. It doesn't is Damian Williams even going to play? I'm not even sure he's going to play. Even if he does play, I can't see him taking over that much of a role. Where where are you on Kenyon Drake? Who Jamino says is going to be over forty percent owned. He's been good. He's been good. And it's the best matchup there is on paper, if you're not Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Chalk running back with a 17 team total is always just a red flag. But, now, but they, that, uh, that being said, like, the floor is good. The floor is great. I shouldn't say good. The floor is great. My problem is that this team just doesn't rush for touchdowns worth a damn. Yeah, like they have two rushing touchdowns the entire season. Like, can you really keep putting up twenty-two to twenty-five that, points a week with no true? touchdowns? Is that yes. true? Two rushing touchdowns. They didn't have one until like week twelve. No, I, I remember there was a drought. It just seems like it, it seems like this may have been better than that recently. Because I thought were those Damian Williams touchdowns on passes? Some of them, I guess. So. Yeah. Did that corner pylon touch? Yeah, I guess probably so. Huh. Did Jay Ajayi ever score a touchdown for the Miami Dolphins this year? I don't think he did. I don't think so. No, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think he did. So yeah, that, that's that's weird. Um, so I mean, are you going to have any Kenyon Drake? Are you going to be below the field? What do you? Th- I mean, if he let's say he does come in at forty something percent, does that mean you're going to? I mean, does that mean you got to get up to eighty percent Kenyon Drake? That feels maybe a little weird. Here's his, here's his prop, a 5,800. The rush yards is 75.5. They have him pegged for three receptions for 21.5 with plus 125 touchdown odds. So that would be 16.37. That would be 2.82x. You'd probably be happy with that. It's actually the fourth best of value based on the Vegas prop that we have over the 68.7 that I have in so far. Um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of, I mean, he's popped like crazy in our model. I, I mean, a lot of good signs pointing towards him. You're just not in, not, you're not over the moon. <laughs> I'm just not over the moon for it. Like, if I just took out the name and I said running back A is going to get 18 carries and seven targets and his team has scored two rushing touchdowns the entire season and his team total 17 and they're going into Buffalo in December and they're from a warm weather climate, how excited would you be on paper? Uh I mean that, well, that that that's that isn't a very convincing that's not a very convincing pitch, um, but well, that's my I, point, right? Like, it, right. like you wouldn't be thrilled to roster that guy at super shock ownership. That's the point, right? So it's if you take the name away and you look at the situation, it's not exactly you know a dream. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I just think I think that personally, if you just framed it like it's a guy who's looked really good. He's cheap. Looking very good is relative, though. Like, that could change on a dime. 90% of snaps, 193 yards last week on 30 touches. I'm, I'm, but that's last week. Like, that's the – what well, pass results don't week, matter. Week, four, well, week week 13, 141 yards on 26 touches and 79% of snaps. Yeah, you know, real better. Home, home. Like, here's his road game performances. 10, 16, 2. Like – He's been crushing at home. Everyone crushes at home. 
not everyone, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely. Um, I just worry. I just am worried that this is get, this train has gone a little too far. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I I t- totally get it, and you can. I mean, and yeah, I totally get it. I just, uh, you know, those games were at home whenever Damian Williams was around, and I'm not sure we're gonna have Damian Williams as much as a factor here. So it'll be. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, do you do you want to make an over under bet on on no. No. In the bet you want to make? No. Who do you love this week? You said you love Stephon Diggs. You want to make, do you want to do any kind of prop on him? Any yeah, other? I'll take Diggs. What do you what do you what do you got? Let me see. Let me pull up. You no, know you don't get Robert Woods. Don't even ask. I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I want Robert Woods. What, what do you love about Robert Woods so much? Just that he's really good. I mean, I'll take Diggs and Woods against a couple guys in the in that section if you like. Sure. Uh, let's pull up a contest here. Upcoming main main slate, right? Main you, slate. You, you can pick whatever, as long as the game hasn't started yet. We talked about all the games okay. on this show. Okay. Uh, let's. Well, I'm, I just have a. I just have the main slate contest pulled up. So let me look at this. Um, can I take Marquise Lee? Shh. <laughs> You like any others? <laughs> Can I take? I mean, that's the one that I'm most interested in, and he's the exact same price as as, as Diggs. All I'll, right. take, I'll take Marquise Lee. Okay. T- Can I take? Um, you you said Juju was going to be fine. How about you take Juju? No, I'm not. I'm not taking Juju. I'm oh. We give me we we give, we give me Rashard Matthews plus two point five versus two point five. Look at me two point five on a player what? I like. It's a guy who's all right. Will you give me um, D.D. Westbrook? Oh, yeah, right. Don't even ask. Yeah, he's so much cheaper than the rest. Yeah, right. Don't even ask. Will you give me? How about how about Cooper Cup? All right, I'll give you Cooper Cup. Yeah, versus Cooper. who? Versus Cooper. Woods. Cup. So Cup and uh, Cup. Cup and Lee versus Lee. Diggs and Woods. Yeah, but can we do Lee versus Diggs and Cup versus Woods just to keep track of it better? Oh, just whoever scores the most of those, you get two guys, oh, okay. and it's for it's for two units. It's just a two v two. Oh, it's a two v two units. So whoever scores the highest number of points between the four wins two units. Wins two units. Two units. So like if Cup puts up thirty five, Cup beats now, man. This that, see, that, this is how my cash game mind is swindling me because Cup it doesn't have the upside of these other guys. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll do I'll do we can add them if you like. We can do addition too. I don't care. I'll play either way. You could play what? Uh, we can just do cup plus uh, Lee points versus Diggs and Woods points. That's fine. For two units. Fair deal. Booked. Okay. Right. Yeah. Add them both. Perfect. All right. So we got the we, we got the bet book siege at this point. Yeah, I'm down to back down five on him. Um, hopefully that'll be back down to down three units after we get this Leonard Fournette thing all settled. If Leonard Fournette ever plays a game this season. Yeah, uh, just sit for that, baby. Just sit. I believe in you, Fournette. Rest of the playoffs. That's gonna be a tough game against the Chargers. They're gonna need you. What's your bold call for the week before we head out of here and get to get get set for this Saturday slate? Dee Westbrook puts up thirty. Whoa, come on! I was gonna say something about Dee but not that hot a take. You think he's gonna put up thirty? That's gonna swindle all my Marquise Lee action that I need. I, mean, um, I, I just, I mean, that's my, that might be a little aggressive, but. God, I love the style. I love, I love Didi. He's going to do it. It's going to be an epic. I, if I said something less hot, like if I said like 25, you'd be like, oh, that's not that hot. 
No, I don't, I, I don't ever berate you for your takes not being hot enough. That's what you do to me. Yeah, well, that's because they're never hot. <laughs> How about I say, um, is, dude, is anybody going to be on Josh Gordon, the sickest anaconda, the beast? No, no, they're not. Well, not. Yes, I, I love this take. So let me just, just, let me just say he's he's, he's going to go he's going to go bananas. We'll just say this will be the Josh Gordon thirty pointer. So it's going to be the D.D. Westbrook thirty pointer and the Josh Gordon thirty pointer. Yeah, and just that. Oh, I mean, Josh Gordon. We know he can run a vertical, and we saw Antonio just run the vertical by him. And God, if Kaiser can just throw it within a ten foot radius of Josh Gordon, he's going to have two long touchdowns. Hey, he makes he he makes he makes these idiots. He makes. This is the perfect flop lag spot where everyone was on him last week. And they get off this week, and he goes and puts up 35. I'm telling you. So, yeah, so for me, my hot take will be Josh Gordon, 30-plus. That'll do it for this week's uh, DFS Roundup. You can find all of Siege's content here on Roto Grinders. You can sign up for his tournament tactics package, which will – Siege, we need to make a bet for a tournament tactics package versus a roster – like I'll give you a roster watch lifetime membership so you can keep up with all the draft stuff. But I need something to help me with NBA. I'm absolutely horrible at it. And I want to play DFS – before MLB starts. So we next week we can get a bet going for that. Uh, well, um, that well, we should save that for like week 17 when it's like all, your uh, preseason, your, your, uh, your preseason or uh, my preseason darlings versus your scouting guys that you haven't talked about in three months. Perfect. There we go. All right. So we'll save that for week 17. But anyway, you can find all of Siege's tournament tactics package here uh, in the marketplace at Roto Grinders, the NFL one, the NBA one right now. I believe you're going to have the MLB one here coming up soon. So um, you can find all that right here on Roto Grinders. You can find all my content with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. Listen to me tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. So for Devin, our producer, for the Siege, I am Alex Dunlap. Until next week, we are getting the hell out of here. 